Welcome to this week's deep dive. This week, we're super excited because we have Vicki Olstrom, who is the trend editor at Sanmar, as well as the editor of her newly launched blog, Trend Dependent. And Vicki, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. I'm excited. <laughs> you were the perfect fit for this week because we decided to talk about trends and sort of what to expect, what to look for, what is happening in this world right now, like all the different things. And yeah. you had amazing answers. Thank you. And, yeah. So where we're going to start is because the options were many, is <laughs> start with our last question, which we had was, when it comes to business trends, what are your strategies for predicting the future? And if anyone knows Vicky, is that 280 <laughs> characters is not enough for her. She's <laughs> going to need more. So over three tweets here, you answered. In the past, I've looked to the biggest brands. Having much to lose, they generally make very measured, well-researched decisions. Some are making great choices like Lowe sponsoring New York Fashion Week and making runway backdrops for those designers showing digitally. They can't move very fast. Now pivoting quickly is essential. I'm looking to new brands or smaller and mid-sized brands for business direction. They are showing incredible creativity, insight, and they understand customers need, need right now and into the future. Example, it's incredibly inspiring, high snobbery staples line of clothing. Okay. Yeah. So much to cram in there. <laughs> Twitter is not really my, <laughs> yeah, my friend. <laughs> Oh, you got one. Oh, I have one. <laughs> Wait, how much you do there? I can own all the characters. Yes, you're like, don't stop me at one pair. Yes. <laughs> so let's break this down to different things. So what was, I love this idea of like the big brands are now trying to, they always move very cautiously, but now they're having to, that annoying word, pivot or innovate yeah. really quickly. Yeah. So in what was Lowe's doing sponsoring New York Fashion Week? Like what was, what were they responding to and what, what did they do for it? Well, I just, I thought it was so brilliant because you know, we, for several years now, a lot of us have been bringing as much of our world into our home as we could because, you know, finances are tight for a lot of people. So it kind of was needed to be done. Like um, a lot of people were starting to exercise more at home because it is expensive to, you know, have a gym membership, but also we just didn't have time. A lot of people had side gigs to make one whole income between a full-time job and maybe a couple side gigs. So we still want to exercise. So they were starting to exercise more at home and, and technology was reaching that point where there was actually really great options with Peloton and um, the mirror. And now there's a whole bunch of other things too, where you could exercise really effectively at home we were entertaining more at home because it was expensive to go out. And also just maybe sometimes a little scary, you know, like being crowds, some people were starting to kind of feel not great about that. So there was just a lot of reasons that we were already doing a lot of things at home and nesting and really looking at our homes as not just a place to be between business <laughs> trips, but actually a place that we enjoyed being and wanted to just have these sanctuaries built around us to, to cut down the noise that was outside. And, and then the pandemic hit, you know, so, and then we're like, well, I wanted to be at home because I was choosing it, not because I had to be, um, but we did. So it's like, 
I have this trend theory that um, micro is macro now because it's a macro trend that we have been thinking more about things more close to home, things in a smaller way. You know, we had, we had tiny homes. Those have been a big deal for a while. People were really engaged with that. And then we were bringing things in. That was a micro concept, bringing it local. You know, we're more engaged with buying local. Um, You know, who's my, who's the, who's the business down the street? You know, can I support them? And now all of that is just on, you know, hyperdrive with the pandemic and, and bringing everything in and thinking more personally and locally. And so our homes are really important to us. And there's this whole concept of now investment nesting. So we're, we're not just looking at our home as like, oh, it would just be so awesome if I could just make it a little bit prettier. It's like, no, I can look at the the money I put into my home as an investment, literally, but also an investment in myself, you know, that this is my sanctuary. This is where I am comfortable. This is where I'm happy. Um, and so it's a luxury to me to have beautiful things around me that I want to have around me. And so a lot of fashion companies are starting to really understand that on a deep level and realizing, well, it's not even just the clothing that I could provide for you because I am a fashion company, but maybe I want to sell a home product too. Like maybe I want to get into selling blankets. Maybe I want to start selling candles or, um, you know, I don't even know, you know, like uh, home furnishings or pillows or, you know, I have fabric, I could make a pillow. I could, you know, so there's a lot of that that bleeding in from fashion into the home world. And a lot of designers have been moving into designing for home for a number of years too. I mean, Vera Wang has a home, um, Calvin Klein, Ralph Lauren, you know, they've all started selling home product in the last few years. Um, so with fashion week, Lowe's, you know, going even a step more into the, the building materials, you know, people are really getting into do it yourself and uh, there's the new create it yourself. I love that term, CIY. Um, you know, with pandemic, people have started to actually build some things in their home, you know, or, or make make a lamp or make their own something, you know. And so it's just a perfect extension that for Fashion Week, Lowe's became a sponsor because as a lot of the designers were deciding how are how are they showing are they showing at fashion week how would you do it if you can't get people together so you know they were some of them did their you know christian Ciarano did a runway in his backyard you know and yeah. and built a runway over his pool and had the models walk over his pool you know so so lowe's helped to actually build some of the backdrops for a few of the designers who did do a sort of a runway thing in a socially distanced way, you know, in an outdoor nature space. Um, And it was just really smart because people who watched it are also investment nesting, you know? So that's smart, you know, that's, that's smart on fashion's part and it's smart on Lowe's part to think in this completely new way of a partnership that in the past probably wouldn't have made a lot of sense. And what a neat way for them to kind of get into 
a trend, like you don't think a home improvement company is like, we're going to be trend, trend aware. Yeah. And yet like what a neat way. Cause it also ties into that, the trend. I mean, if anyone hasn't listened to Vicky's presentation at SKUCon, highly suggest go find <laughs> that because it was amazing and very scary on how accurate she was. It was just kind of like, what does she know that we don't? <laughs> um, but you talked a lot, you talked there and you have a great um, blog article, like blog entry on your on trendependent.com. Um, we'll do the plug for you <laughs> about cottage core. And so that's kind of ties into this as well. Is that like how long cottage core has actually been around for? So can yeah. you sort of expand on what cottage core is yeah. for people who are just like cottage what? Cottage what? Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's interesting how, how fast, um, the word cottage core is kind of starting to come into a lot of different, um, industries, but cottage core in a, in a nutshell is a, it's one of the cores. So, you know, we, we, um, it's a, it's kind of a lifestyle that has been embraced by Gen Z women actually, which is interesting. And it's, it's about, it's like an aesthetic essentially. It's, it's about being outside and, being in nature and calming down and slowing down and going to more of an analog type of life where you're like literally walking in the woods with a picnic basket and sitting down on a beautiful, you know, green lawn and, and having your, throwing out your gingham, you know, blanket and having a picnic and eating strawberries. Like it's this old, like, it's like you're idealizing a time in the world that probably none of these like Gen Zers ever lived in, you know, <laughs> but, but it's this idealized world that um, doesn't really exist, but they want to exist. And it's a lot of gingham and calico and flowers and, you know, mushrooms and strawberries and, you know, just this kind of beautiful world. Um, and I think it's, it's so it's so embraced because of this thing that we were just talking about of, of just wanting to slow down and, and, and create safe spaces for ourselves. And I think the young people are really needing that so badly because, you know, they've been living through school shootings and they've been, you know, practicing for the potential of a school shooting for pretty much their whole life. And that's really traumatizing. Um, and they just, I think it's so tragic that, that Gen Z people who are, you know, seven to 22 or 23 ish years old need to slow down, you know, like when yeah. has that happened in our lifetime? That's so sad. They should be speeding up. They should be going as fast as they want to go and just like living. And they are like in this place where they just want to cocoon and, and draw back from the world and, and slow and be, be calm and cozy. And so the ironic thing is that it's a it's a world that's being proliferated almost exclusively on social media. So they're using digital platforms to get away from digital platforms. <laughs> to talk about a rustic lifestyle. <laughs> right. To talk about a rustic lifestyle. But, you know, we are all living through digital worlds right now because we are pretty much inside our homes. And wow. so it is a it is a respite. It's a place to escape and look at these beautiful images of of calming outdoor spaces and and we're really engaged with the outdoors right now and and um and the beauty of nature and you know thinking about 
sustainability of earth and how can we help and so you know it does it makes a lot of sense on a lot of levels this aesthetic of this beautiful calm lovely outdoor space yeah um yeah and you can and it's, see it in product as well like i mean you gave the example of like taylor swift's album like she immediately tied a cardigan and like like yes. the coziest looking cardigan ever and like yeah and fashion trends are for, even before the pandemic, they were for bulkier, like, sweatshirts and yes. cozier and textures uh-huh. and, you know, even, like, sour, like, the sourdough rise. Like, you've seen, like, yes. people adapting baking to, like, and, baking yeah. and, like, that home time and making uh-huh. home time a respite instead of, like, yeah. a mandatory thing, which is yeah. what we're all kind of going through. And, right. um, and, like, the proliferation of food gifts. Like, Maple Ridge Farm said that they have had the busiest time ever. And normally like so much of their sales are in fourth quarter, but everyone just kind of was like, no, I'm going to give you snacks. I'm going to give you comfort. I'm going to give you like something, something like fulfilling, like literally filling your stomach, but also like, here's a thoughtful, it's a thoughtful gift and a physical gift. And yeah. And you're seeing like that rise on certain things. And there's so many different ways you can apply it to gifting, especially as we go into fourth quarters. Yeah what do you do with that? Right. And it's something you can control. And that, you know, that makes so much sense too. Like we all are looking for control that everything seems kind of hard to understand and how hard to figure out how you could be of help or fix anything, you know, so you can make a a bread potentially, you know, (laughs) theoretically you make your own bread right so satisfying you're just like right. you're like yeah I'm the queen of the world you know yes <laughs> I am my grandmother you know yeah um but my sister uh, got into gardening and like produced one tiny watermelon and she's like I'm providing for my family and a squirrel ate half of it like, you are providing for that squirrel's family that's what our whole garden was too. We were like going to have a victory garden yeah and, and we actually have a space for a garden this year and and we were like we got one blueberry. We got two raspberries. <laughs> what a victory. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. it's a very we, expensive we did tomato. Yeah. yeah. So do you want, do you want, what, how many, yeah, what other not, things to make tomatoes with? Right. <laughs> I don't like them anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take them. Yeah. It's so interesting. So, um, I do have one personal question about a trend, which I find so interesting is the tie dye trend. So Uh I'm wearing my one tie dye outfit that I bought (laughs) because Johanna Gottlieb, our, the chair of Pro Kitchen goes, have you really lived if you haven't gotten a tie dye item during the pandemic? And I was like, I don't think I've lived yet. (laughs) Um, but I find this so interesting because tie dye was always relegated towards like hippies and um you know like camp shirts and stuff like that and and now it's everywhere like I've seen breweries I've seen high fashion really incorporate Mm -hmm. tie-dye so what what started this well I mean it does have a just definitely a nostalgic bent to it which feels so good to us right now like anything nostalgic we're just like I get it you know like I'm watching every nostalgic show, like I was saying in the Twitter, I'm like friends, taxi, even, you know, like I am old enough to, I didn't embrace taxi when it was on, but I was a little young for it. But I, I like anything that doesn't have a cell phone in it. I'm like, so happy, you know, golden girls is all girls. Yeah. But the, but the tie dye thing, you know, when you think about it too, it also, they're so beautiful. 
like all the different configurations that you can get with tie-dye. It's so creative. It's so just visually beautiful. And as we're looking at everything digitally on a screen, it's a, it's one of the most beautiful things you can look at, you know, like this is nice. This stripe is fine, but the color behind me and the color you have on is more interesting, you know, and that is lovely. The other thing that's interesting, I think, is that, you know, over the last few years, we've seen a lot of stories about space and we're thinking about, could we go to Mars? Who's going to get there first? What if I could be a citizen astronaut? Could I do that? You know, like, so like we've seen astrology become more interesting and celestial bodies and images of stars. And we're seeing so many more space images. And then there's been pictures coming back from NASA of like the rings of Saturn and things like that. So we're starting to see more and more of these um, space images that kind of are not unlike tie-dye. You know, when you think yeah. about it, they're kind of swirly and colorful. And then we've also seen a lot of images of science things like, um, like, like biology, like, um, you know, Petri dishes and, you know, like, look at the virus that's growing here and, you know, and like yeah. now we have pandemic. And so how many times have we seen the coronavirus, you know, in all different kinds of iterations. And so we're starting to see all these medical imagery too, that are again, not unlike some of the tie dye shapes, you know, they're just kind of like organic and, you know, and I think it just all adds up to this really, like, we're like really, really interested in organic shapes that don't fit a certain pattern, just feels, just yeah. feels good to us right now. Well, and it kind of goes into that idea of like personalization as a trend too. Like yeah. you're all like, if you have like team uniforms that have a tie dye or you have like yeah. group uniforms that are tie dye is that you all are dressed the same, but you all look different. Yeah. Like how do you, how, how are you a unique snowflake just like everyone else is? Right. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I, you know, I work for Sandmar and I was, I was shocked to find that our tie dye t-shirts from Sandmar are each done individually. Like I just thought, oh, well, it's, you know, mass produced. They're probably printed that way or something, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm in that industry, you know, like I, I come from an <laughs> apparel design tie? background, you know, I'm like, well, they can't make that many like personally tie dyed. They're like, yeah, every one of them's tie dyed separately. <laughs> like, wow. So even in that mass production way, tie dye is still a handcrafted type item yeah which is really Goes, cool. circles right back to the create it yourself attitude of like this yeah. is a home creation because everyone right. remembers doing tie-day in some form and mm -hmm. this is a home creation mass produced it is yeah. yeah yeah oh my goodness okay now that we've gone full circle <laughs> thank you vicky for being on here thank you to our sponsor maple ridge farms who i literally plugged them just because they do amazing home gifts, but uh, they do do amazing home gifts for it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it all works. And so, Vicki, uh, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, we Please check out sanmar.com. We go to the um, 
marketing and you can find the style network, which is the style blog that I write there. And then I also have trenddependent.com, which is my own personal blog where I'm just exploring all kinds of ideas like cottagecore and tie dye and things like that. And the fashion, uh, fashion aspects, beauty, food, all kinds of industries, um, and what it means to trend. So check yeah. me out there. I, this is total like fawning over you. I love all your writing. You have a great thing. People, if you're not paying attention to what Vicky's writing, you're going to be like, how, who could have seen the pandemic coming instead of the rest of us going, Vicky saw the pandemic coming. Uh, I know who saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, okay, okay, what level of psychic? But she were on trend and, um, so and it's a great way to kind of be able to take those tools and share them with your clients and show off. And especially for fashion is like the writing you do for Sandmar is great. So thank you. I highly suggest keep going, but thank you. Everyone remember you to so follow much. us. Uh, join Promo Kitchen on Promo Chat. We have it every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, and just follow the hashtag. So thank you again, Vicki. All right. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye.